the question will automatically come before the House as to how did I come to encounter Cardinal Newman? I didn't know much of him. Let me say this, that uh, in the midsummer of, of the year 2000, I was told by a spinal surgeon from one of the major Boston hospitals, after uh, reviewing my myelogram and uh, all of the other films on my back, that I needed immediate surgery, that paralysis was imminent. Another doctor stated that it was the worst back he's seen in 17 years. Now, at the same time, I had finished two years my formation classes to become a deacon in the Archdiocese of Boston. Classes were to begin for my third year on, June, on September 6th of uh, the year 2000. And now I'm told that I needed surgery and uh, there's no guarantee that the results would be positive but I was facing at least, at a minimum, a long process of recovery, especially with this kind of injury. The spinal, uh, the spinal vertebrae and discs of my entire lumbar region had turned inward and was squeezing the spinal cord. In other words, the bone of the vertebrae was rubbing against my spinal cord and associated nerves leading to my lower extremities. I was despondent when I got the news because that meant, in effect, that I couldn't return to classes. And I had my heart set on becoming ordained a deacon in the, at the, with the Church of Boston. I'd studied, worked so hard. The things looked bleak for me at that moment. I went home, and as I said, I was very despondent. I put on the television set, telly, as you call it. and. Uh, I put on the Catholic channel that I often watch. And in this particular instance, they, there were two priests uh, discussing the process of a beatification of Cardinal John Henry Newman. I knew something about him, but not much. I knew that he was involved in most of our colleges and universities, at least in the States, uh, perhaps throughout the world. I knew he was a convert. I knew he was a, a brilliant man that both preached and wrote about uh, the influence of God in our lives in the ordinary matters of the day. At the end of the program, they put up on the screen, if you receive some divine favors as the result of praying to Cardinal Newman, please contact, write to the postulator for Newman's cause, Hagley Road, the Oratory, Birmingham, England. And I wrote it down because there's always a paper and a pencil and paper on the coffee table ahead of me. And then after I wrote it down and the program concluded, I thought, well, is it at all possible that maybe there's some reason for my watching this program? Maybe if I pray to Cardinal Newman, he might help me. I mean, when all else fails, what else is there? What else is there? And you grab on to anything you can. I prayed to Cardinal Newman. The following morning, 
I was astounded. I was ecstatic. I got up. No pain whatsoever when I was in agony for months before. No pain. And to make this brief, it lasted, that lasted for both semesters of my third year. Uh, and I went through, I went through that, that third year without any problems whatsoever. A very enjoyable, meaningful year for me. At the end of that, the last class, interestingly enough, the pain came back. But it got me through. Cardinal Newman answered my prayer. Please, Cardinal Newman. At the end of that program, I said, please help me to return to classes and be ordained. I returned to classes. But I had another hurdle to go to get over. Again, I saw my surgeon. He thought that the only alternative was surgery, and it had to be quick in a hurry. I finally finished. He was booked up and through October of the year 2001, but he, they found a way to fit me in on, on August 9th of the year 2001, and I had the surgery. But during the course of the surgery, there were problems. The dura matter, that is the tissue surrounding the spinal cord, was all torn, which means there was no protective fluid around the spinal cord. And, you know, the bone, over a period of time, will eat away at that spinal tissue. It was the worst thing that they had to confront uh, when something, when they meet something like that. They sutured the tissue, they put fluid back in, it started to leak again, they had to re-suture it. It went on and on. At the end of the surgery, for days, I had to lay on my side, not move a bit, although the pain was just incredible. I was on, as they say, morphine and Demerol. Things didn't look good. And then I was fixating on getting over the surgery. Now that I'm over the surgery, then the next logical thing to think about is, well, what about my classes? They begin on September 6th. What am I going to do? Here it is, uh, five days after the surgery, August 15th. I'm told by the doctors that the recovery period, at a minimum, would be eight months to one year before I could walk, before I could function. It didn't make a difference if it were after September 6th because if I wasn't medically able to endure the rigors of the final year of classes, and at the same time uh, to do my internship, then all is lost. On August 15th, after I'm, I was told that I, I couldn't go back to classes, that it would just, uh, it was not humanly possible. I had to get out of that bed. Um, I was in agony, but I had to get out of that bed. This particular day, and this is a beautiful event, I have never forgotten any detail of it. The nurse helped me to the side of the bed, got my feet to the ground, to the floor, and I leaned on the bed with my forearm uh, support myself. I was in terrible pain, especially after moving 
all that I, all that I did, the move, movements I did were just terrifying. At that moment, I prayed to Cardinal Newman a second time the exact same words as the first. Please, Cardinal Newman, help me to walk so I can return to classes and be ordained. Suddenly, I felt heat all over. Very, very warm, very intense, and a tingling feeling throughout my body that lasted for a long time. How long, I don't know, but it was a long time, as, as I can look back. I also felt a sense of joy and peace that I have never experienced before in my life. A sense of God's presence. And I had no willpower of my own. I was just standing there. And all of these things were happening to me. I had no control. And then I developed a sense of confidence and determination that finally I could walk. It was now or never. And the next thing in these part of the hospital notes, it is written, I shouted to the nurse, I have no more pain, whereas in moments before I was in agony. The pain completely left me. I was left with a feeling of just utter joy and strength and confidence that something very, very special has happened to me from a very special person. And I immediately walked with a nurse tagging behind out of the room. I got to walk. Walked out of the room, up and down the corridors. The nurse is following me, telling me to slow down. <laughs> I was enjoying walking more than any, any, any person possibly could. I looked out. They, there was a um, a solarium and they had windows from the floor to the ceiling and you could see out all of the run-down tenements in Mission Hill in Boston all run down all in the back of them not the front the back of them made even worse to me they were like castles made of gold <laughs> that's how I felt uh, Immediately thereafter, I was discharged from the hospital, and uh, I returned to classes on time to the astonishment of my 11 classmates and their wives. Things looked pretty tough for me, and then we, had, we put in a call to one of the nurses, your husband is fine, uh, you can take him home. What, did, what happened to Carol? She got lost on the way in. <laughs> so I was waiting for her. Uh, I finished the fourth year without any problems. Uh, I had met on a post-op basis with my surgeon. I asked the questions. Now, how could this happen? Do you have any explanation? Both the first and the second events. And he said, uh, in all my years, and he's one of the most eminent spinal surgeons in the United States. Um, and if you're talking about eminent in Boston, you're talking about one of the best in the world. He said, 
object. I have no, no scientific medical explanation whatsoever. Ask God. That's when I wrote to Father Paul Shabbos. And, interestingly enough, Father Paul emailed me through Father Drew at the Pittsburgh Oratory of all dates, accepting the cause after the fathers of the oratory had voted and accepted my case to bring it to Rome. They notified me the day, same day I was ordained in Boston at the Cathedral of the Holy Cross on the feast day um, of the victory of the cross by the Archbishop, Cardinal Archbishop of Boston. And uh, to my mind, that was a sign that this process happened in a, in a very wondrous, wondrous way, unexplainable way. This thing is real. It's a reality. I am the example of this reality. And of all the times to hear from Father Paul was the, the day I was ordained. Since then, I've been involved in both parish ministry and prison ministry uh, in the Archdiocese of Boston. I love prison ministry very much. Uh, I'm not informed about the faith. And maybe these people that have been subject to very serious adverse influences in their lives uh, to give them a sense of hope um, and, and, and life's meaning, okay, based upon Christ's love for us. To give them a sense of freedom when they're locked up. So, the effects of the, my healing go on in my ministry, which is a ministry of gratitude. How could it be otherwise? Great gratitude. Because I have my life back. I have my family. I have my job as a magistrate of the Massachusetts courts. And most of all, I have my, my life back, uh, my vocation. I want to share the story with all of you and all of, all of the people of England that uh, these wonderful things can happen to a most ordinary guy. You don't have to be anybody special. As a matter of fact, you've got to be ordinary for it to happen. So this gives us all hope.